get ready to ride Russ and the rest are gonna light up the sky Are we talking about that? How crazy does that sound right now? I don't think it sounds that crazy. Oh. I think the AFC, it's just, it's tight enough. It's its a cluster right now. And I think it's, you know, any team, any team, any given Sunday. Feels crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Feels crazy to I'm me. I'm trying to be positive today. Uh, just one week. And like now it's like playoffs talks. Like, <laughs> I don't know, man. I think it was a phenomenal game. And I think that. Um, you know, the organization should be talking about playoffs and the players should feel like they can make the playoffs. But for the outsiders looking in, I think, I don't know, maybe we get in by the skin of our teeth, like barely, barely. I don't I don't know if playoffs is our hopes just yet. Well, let's, because I know some people are going to be like, why are you guys talking playoffs? Uh-huh. Well, because the Broncos are talking playoffs. And let's hear from the Broncos. Sure. But first, I want to welcome you into the DNVR Broncos podcast. We're going a little bit early today, just 15 minutes early. So if you're joining us later um, or you listen on the podcast side, it doesn't affect things. But rolling with Alexis Perry, Todd Davis, and yours truly here. And we've also got some audio from some players Let's hear from Zach Allen right now. This was Monday, 24 hours after beating the Chiefs. He was asked, um, I, th- I believe Pat uh, Sertan in the locker room after the game said, like, yeah, the, the season's alive again or something along those yeah. lines. Uh, Zach, what what do you think of that? And here's what Zach had to say. Yeah, no, I think we definitely have a chance. I mean, you know, we're, you know, three and five right now. I mean, there's still nine games of football left, so there's a lot of football left. And, you know, that's our that's our expectation is to make it there, so... Um, you know, and there's really no reason why we can't do it. There's really no reason why we can't do it is what Zach Allen said. It's like, okay, what is he supposed to say in that situation? Like, nope, season's dead. It ended last week. Like, uh, no no shot. Of, of course he's, he's going to say something like that. Um, but then that kind of got the ball rolling for when we talked to Javante Williams next. And uh, the question to Javante was phrased as like, Zach Allen said there's no reason why you guys can't make the playoffs. That's the expectation for this team now. What do you think? And Javante took it 15 steps further, maybe? Let's hear what Javante had to say here. Yeah, I feel the same way. I feel like um, defense do their job. Offense do their job. Um, We got Marvin Mims back there on special teams. So I feel like everybody doing their job and – yeah, I feel like the playoffs, that's just the bare minimum, though. We, we trying to make a Super Bowl run. All right, no, that's crazy. <laughs> now, that, now I'm on Todd's train. Like, that is crazy. I like it, though. I like the confidence. Oh, I, I love the confidence. That was something he didn't have to say. So that's yeah. not Too like much. just like, oh, well, he said that because what else is he supposed to say? That's Javante going out on a limb there and saying that. Yeah, I think he's, you know, shooting for the moon. And hoping to, you know, <laughs> aim among the stars or land among the stars. I don't see – I think people underestimate how hard it is to actually get to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, I think even the first time we won it, we were good for so long and so many years and yeah. breaking records and ups and downs and have a bye and then lose the first round of the playoffs. Like, that's a lot that it takes to get actually to Super Bowl. 
But, I mean, that's his goal. I, I think that that should be every NFL team's goal and every player's goal. But it's hard to get there, man. Okay, I just want to point out that the confidence that a win over the Chiefs <laughs> gives a team, a specific guy like Javante Williams, cannot be understated. Given the fact that if you would have asked him that exact same question after that win over the Bears, the win over the Packers, he's not mentioning the word Super Bowl in that at all. But when you beat the defending Super Bowl champions, all of a sudden, I mean, these guys are riding high right now. And I don't know, they might be able to ride that. Yeah, and Alexis, to your point, the defending Super Bowl champions yep. is who you beat. You beat the number one seed in the AFC. I believe they're still the number one seed in the AFC. Mm -hmm. And actually, their game in Germany against the Dolphins this week decides who that number one seed is as of right now. So yep. the Chiefs are great right now. They've been great. They've had that success. So, And I kind of said it. If you can beat the Chiefs, who can't you beat? Right. Maybe you make a case for the Eagles because they're mm -hmm. just so dominant. But you don't have to worry about the Eagles the 49ers, uh, any team in the NFC until the Super Bowl. Um, so I totally understand just how that confidence is so contagious. And clearly, it's 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 getting to the Broncos in a good way. And I think that's what you need, especially when the season was, was dead yep. for so many weeks. And this team was just so beat down. Yeah, this uh, this game is all about your, uh, your mental space. And if you feel like you can go in there and beat people, I think you have a better chance of winning games. And so with them feeling like, you know, they could make the Super Bowl, <laughs> who knows, man? Maybe they go out um, and do some good things um, to put themselves in a position to maybe make the playoffs. So, Todd, I want to go back to something you said j just a few minutes ago. You said people don't understand how hard it is to make mm -hmm. the Super Bowl. You made the Super Bowl your s and won the Super Bowl, your second season in the league. I've heard a lot of guys who were on that team or on other teams, especially when they were young in their career, make a Super Bowl. And they said, like, at that time, I had no idea how difficult it was to make a Super Bowl. Yeah. I had Peyton Manning. I had all these guys around me. I just thought uh, some people t take it for granted. Yeah. Did you, one, take it for granted? Or in a different way of looking at it, did you think, like, oh, I'm going to be back here at some point in my career? Definitely take it for granted. <laughs> I was like, this year two, I'll play for 10. That means I go to five Super Bowls. <laughs> uh, this is going to be easy, man. Um, definitely took it for granted and didn't understand uh, how much work was put into building that team even before I got there. Um, it takes a long time, man. Even the Chiefs have been good for a few years before they won their first one. They had to lose. They had to yeah. lose in the playoffs. Um, so it takes a lot of time and years to put together the right team. And then you need a little bit of luck. Like, you need some things just to go your way yeah. that, you know, you aren't really expecting. So... It's a, it's a long road to really make the Super Bowl. It is. I can just tell from your facial expressions. You're, you're like, this is absurd. What are we doing here? Um, and uh, and I think a lot of people are, are, are would, would have thought that, Alexis, like you said, yeah. if Javante saying this after the Bears win, people yeah. would be like, are you kidding me? Yeah. You're one in three right now. And you just after, beat the Bears. Yeah, like, after chill. the Packers win, everyone watched and saw how bad the Packers were. Mm -hmm. uh, but now I think there's some people that are still rolling their eyes or having a big smile on their face as mm -hmm. Todd when he talks about <laughs> it. Uh, but I think there's also other people that are like, hell yeah, we can do this. If that wasn't as dominant of a win as it was, I wouldn't be saying, oh yeah, like maybe the playoffs. Like that win was all three phases of the game and it was pure do uh, domination defensively, with the run game and obviously in special teams, minus the, the block yeah. goal. But yeah. I mean, when you're dominating a team like that, and it's specifically that team with those players, 
I, I just feel like the guys leave that building and they're feeling really, really good. And I just, Todd, I mean, maybe put it into perspective for me a little bit. Maybe I have no clue. Like, does a win like that really do anything for these guys? Or are they just like, you know, we knew we could do it the whole time. Like, it doesn't really affect us. We're just kind of the same team that we were week two, week three, week four. No, I think it does, you know, give a lot of energy back to that locker room. Yeah. And everybody who was, like I said, you know, not a believer is bought in. Mm -hmm. Everybody on the team feels like they can win. My thing is just I don't see the the games happening in the same way, like mm. fumbled or muff punts, getting the ball mm -hmm. on the five-yard line, five turnovers. Like the defense was dominant, yes, but I think the offense was very good, but there was a lot of things that were lacking at times, and I don't think they're explosive enough to make a Super Bowl run. And I think that, you know, defense wins championships, but offense wins games. So yeah. you're going to need the mm -hmm. offense to really play stellar for you guys to really put together a run. And I'm not saying that the defense can't repeat this performance, but this, that was a damn good performance. And I just don't know if we could do that same performance every single week. We yeah. can do a great performance, but that kind of dominance, even on the, you know, Super Bowl 50 team where, you know, one of the best defense of all times, we didn't perform like that every week. <laughs> right. You know yeah, what I'm right, saying? Right. We just had really great weeks and some great, some weeks we played all right. Well, and one of the things that the Super Bowl 50 defense was so good at was coming up clutch yep. when you needed it the most. It totally. wasn't that you were forcing five turnovers a game, but you were making that big stop. Vaughn was getting a strip sack at the end of a game to yep. end it. Akeem was getting a pick six down six with one minute left in the game. Something like that. Todd Davis making a fourth down tackle yep. to stop the other team. And so it was that clutch play. And Todd, you're right. I mean, the defense, is, there's, no, there's no way that they play like that over the final nine games of the yeah. season. Yeah. They're not going to force 45 turnovers in those that games. And if they crazy. do, they're the best defense of all time. All going from the worst defense <laughs> of all time, the first three games, to the best defense of all time. So, Alexis, you're in at least on uh, the... Uh, potential thoughts of playoffs yes not, I, not super i'm not putting you in the super bowl no fire do yet. not put me in the super bowl <laughs> fire and don't worry i won't backtrack later if all of a sudden we're in the super bowl this year don't worry todd i won't go back like, i knew I my heart said <laughs> i had this feeling after that week eight win no um i i don't think this is a super bowl team just because i feel like they're missing pieces mm -hmm. and critical like I, you need an all-around team and i think there's just enough gaps within the roster that I, this is just not a Super Bowl team right now, but could they be a wild card team? Why not us? There we go. There we go. And Todd, I want to see. Uh, I want to know what you think they have to do. What What do the Broncos have to do in the next two weeks? In the next five? At what point do you get bought in? And I want to know that after I tell you about our friends over at Red Hawk Roofing. They're Denver's best roofers, and they've been part of DNVR's family for a long time, which means you can trust them and you can support part of our local community over at redhawkroofing.com. They have quality materials, decades of experience. They're available 24-7. They have a quick response time, and they're Colorado's best estimators and contractors. And like I said, they're huge DNVR supporters. So if you're looking for a new home over your roof or business, be sure to check them out over at redhawkroofing.com and tell them that DNVR sent you. And if you're looking for sneakers, you got to check out our friends over at Soul Savvy. You can download the app at links.soulsavvy.com forward slash DMVR. The, the uh, app is called Drops, and it's a phenomenal app. I've been on there already. Um, they have three different levels of membership, which is the basic, mobile, plus, and premium. I got the premium because let me just tell you what it has. If you're a sneakerhead who's tired of playing resale, find your grails and grow your collection in the world's biggest paid sneaker community. So they have a lot of things on there for uh sale price you don't have to play these 
inflated resale prices and have to worry about you know, looking at all these different sites to try to get the best deal. You can go straight to the Drops app and you can find the best deal hands down. They have everything you want on there. You can sell your own shoes on there. You can trade on there. It's a phenomenal app. So you can sign up for Soul Savvy by visiting links.soulsavvy.com slash DNVR or download the Drops app by Soul Savvy. Speaking of shoes, both of you brought your A game on the shoe game today. Did we? Yep. I think we so. Did, just a little. Specifically Todd. <laughs> Specifically Todd. I'm dressed like I'm going to a business meeting after this, and that's because I am. Because you are. Um, but Todd is too. And I these am. shoes. It's true. Can you just lift your little foot for Oh my God. Todd's like, I got paid for feet. <laughs> <laughs> so savvy, baby. Are dope. They are dope. So, Todd, what has to happen for the Broncos to hook you on thinking, like, okay, this could be a playoff team? I think. Two things. The defense has to continue to play dominant. And I think the offense has to do a little better job throwing the football. Mm. I don't think you like win the that. Super Bowl at this point in the NFL, maybe in 1945, <laughs> 1950, um, just simply running the ball. I think we did a good job um, having two throwing touchdowns last week, but I don't think 118 yards in the air cuts it for a Super Bowl winning team. Right. If you play like that against the Chiefs, what's going to happen is what happened game one mm -hmm. against the Chiefs, where the defense played fantastic against the Chiefs in the first game. They only allowed one touchdown uh, and 19 points, but you only put up eight points mm -hmm. because you threw the ball for 95 yards. So you're 100% right. They have to be more well-rounded. And something that I really pushed back on Henry yesterday was if you continue this formula of relying on the ground game mm -hmm. this much, your margin for error is so slim. Look, mm -hmm. they, they tried to play this game, this type of game against the Raiders week one. The Raiders, who by the way, see you Josh, you're out. They just fired their head coach and their general manager. They are in such disarray. Yep. The Raiders beat you 17 to 16. And if the Raiders can beat you, then it just shows that the margin for error is that small. You're not gonna be beating the Bills. You're not gonna uh, beat uh, a lot of other teams that the Broncos have coming up, which, which will break down. So I, I completely agree with you. How good does it have to be, though? Uh, um, it doesn't have to be phenomenal, but 230, 240, I think, would be a really, really good outing for them as a team. Uh, if he can get up to 250 some games, I think that'll be a solid. It will really balance out the offense. I'm still, they still have to run for 150 a game. Yeah. Yeah. Like they, that can never diminish. They have to be able to do both of them. So what I th what, what, how I imagine that is deep shots. Mm -hmm. And because... Like you said, they're not going to be able to throw the ball 45 times and also run for 150 yards by running 40 times as well. So it's yeah. going to be throwing the ball 25 times and getting huge chunk plays here and there. Yeah, I definitely feel like this offense needs to be more balanced if they're going to have success moving forward. I also think like what you just said, like Marvin Mims needs to be in the game. We need to see him a little bit more. And that's a way that you can balance out this offense a little bit is take those deep shots to Marvin pick up, you know, big gains like that. And then you can, you know, lull him to sleep, use the, the ground game to do that, and then hit him with a deep shot. Like, I just feel like there needs to be more balance. What we saw this last week was incredible, obviously. But Javante Williams averaged, what, like 3.8 yards yeah. per carry or something yeah. like that? That number isn't great. Mm -hmm. But the fact that they're able to go to him as many times as they did and he was still able to pick up positive yardage. What, did he have any plays, negative plays, too? Towards what? the end of the game. Towards the end of the game, just right. those two, yeah. right? Um, like, that's a long game for a running back mm -hmm. when they're going to him that many times. And for him to have the kind of success that he had, it just shows that they have 
a recipe for success with this three-headed monster and those guys, but to not see Marvin Mims, to not be using, you know, your weapons, I think, in the wide receivers room more is a shame. Yeah. And maybe it's coming. Yeah. I mean, this running game is going to force teams to load the box True. and really play man-to-man. Um, so maybe they get more opportunities for these guys, but I just want to see it first. I can't, like, totally fair. bank on it until I see it. And then two weeks, you know, the bye week, teams either come out and do the same thing mm. after the bye or they're completely different teams. Mm. So I'm very interested to see what this team can come out and do after the bye. So do you want them to see them be a completely different team? Um, I guess yes, because... The really great game was only last week. Yeah. So I say overall, yes. Yeah. And very, Just very fair. Build off of that, right? Yeah. Like, okay, now you guys have some pieces. You saw what worked. Now add to it. Okay. The run game, that's solid right now. Let's add the passing game to that. I just wonder sometimes too, like, could, could the Broncos have beat the Chiefs without Russell Wilson? 100%. I know. I mean, yeah. Russ did nothing special in that I game. I know. Um, I mean, the, the two big passes. Now, his, his touchdown passes, great touch. Yep. Yep. But they were from, what, the 10-yard line? I mean, mm -hmm. it's not an impossible throw. for, And it probably any NFL quarterback should make that. The Jerry Judy throw was, or catch 40 yards, was a fantastic catch yep. by Judy. Yep. The ball was where it needed to be, but it wasn't an incredible throw. It was a great catch. The Cortland Sutton one where he caught it with defensive pass yeah, interference nice and caught placement. it over the guy, very good throw, perfect catch. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I absolutely think that... Uh, most starting quarterbacks in the NFL could have had that day. 118 yards is what he did. Yeah, yep. not hard. And he's take, he's still taking some unnecessary sacks. Like 100%. There's tons of times I see him outside the pocket. Just throw it away. Yep. Like, and then the t luckily the ground game was working because I think there was a couple times we were in like, you know, second and 14 or second and 13. We're able to make it third and manageable because of the running game. But I think he just kind of puts us in some bad positions if he doesn't get rid of the ball earlier. Yeah, and it's something that uh, a lot of players talked about why the offense had success in this game is they were never rarely falling behind the sticks and uh -huh. falling mm -hmm. behind schedule. And when you take those big sacks, you're immediately doing that to yourself. And this offense for years has just showed that it's so hard to overcome those initial sacks. Yeah. And when he does that, it kind of kills drives. And that's how you get yeah. the three and outs. Um, and Todd, you're, you're not crazy for being like, no, they're not a playoff team. Like they're not going to push for the playoffs right now. I need to see more because right now the Broncos, despite being on a two game win streak, are the 15th seed in the AFC. I know. There's 16 teams in the AFC. They're <laughs> but second talk last. About how clumped so, up it is so right there. It, it's a, it's a great point. So the Broncos are 3 and 5. Um the Raiders are also 3 and 5. The Colts are 3 and 5. Well, then, the Raiders aren't going to win another game. Oh, no. <laughs> no then you have the Chargers at 3 and 4, Titans at 3 and 4, Houston at 3 and 4. So the Broncos half game back of those teams yep. and they have an opportunity to make it up because uh after their bye. And then you have uh, Three more teams, four more teams at four and three. The Bengals, who are trending in the right direction. The Jets, the Browns, the Steelers. And you're in the playoffs with those final two teams, the Browns and Pittsburgh. So the Broncos are one game, no, two games back. No, one and a half games back of the final wildcard spot. Like I said. Which is wild. Any team, any given Sunday, like it's possible. It is, and that's one and a half games back, not just at the final spot, but the final two spots of the AFC. Yep. So let's kind of build the path for the Broncos to make the playoffs. So like I said, right now, the two final wildcard teams are at four and three. So sometimes you wonder like, 
Do you have to get to 11 wins to guarantee your spot? Mm -hmm. Looking at this right now, 10 wins probably guarantees you a spot. Nine wins, you might be like the Detroit Lions of last year, where you get a winning record, but you miss out due to uh, not having tiebreakers or something. So can the Broncos get to nine or 10 wins? Mm -hmm. And what's tough about this is when the schedule came out, we talked about how um, the back half of the schedule is a lot more difficult than the front half of the schedule. But beating the Chiefs gives you that confidence that mm-hmm. can you go into Buffalo and win that game? That might be the most difficult game left on the schedule. So maybe you don't have to win that game, or do you? And Alyssa's pulled up the, the Broncos' schedule graphic here. And should we try to build to 9 or 10? You think 10, you think 10 wins is what they need? I think they need 10. So there's 9 games left in the season, and so the Broncos would have to win 6. Seven. Got to be six. No, ten. Ten is seven. what you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so seven and two. Yep. Only two losses after five in their first <clears throat> eight. So the next game, I'm just going to run through this really quick, then we'll go through them one by one. Okay. At Bills. Yep. Home against the Vikings. Home against the Browns. At Houston. At uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Home game. At Detroit. Um, home against the uh, Patriots. Home game against the Chargers and then at the Raiders. So they can lose two of those. What ga- Are there two games that we just want to say, yep, those are losses? Schedule on men. Bills and Lions. I agree with you. I think, I think that's where I go. I think this team might be able to beat the Bills. Might be able to beat the Bills? I think they might be able to beat the Bills. I think um, defensively, who's the guy? He's out. Um, great in the in the run game um alignment yeah for the bills yeah um starts with an m help me help me comments <laughs> help me comments the comments is there anybody be- um milano milano the li- yep. milano's out linebacker yep so i think if the broncos are trying to build off of what they just did they can commit to the run maybe sprinkle a little bit more of the passing game and if anybody is going to give you a chance to pick him off it's josh allen 100 percent. josh allen's good for what Two potential picks a game. Mm-hmm. We saw it in and week that one against the Jets. Feeling, that defense is feeling really good right now. Yeah. Do I want to say Jaquan McMillan comes up oh. with another pick back to back weeks? I love that against Patrick am Mahomes just, am I just and out Josh here just Allen. Shit today? <laughs> I love it. I love it. You're wearing the blue. You're feeling yeah. the Broncos blue. I'm feeling the win. And if you look at this, the Bills lost to the Jets in week one. That's a game Aaron Rodgers went down, and Josh mm-hmm. Allen was just. 50-50. I mean, he was throwing 500 balls out there. That's what he was doing. Four mm-hmm. interceptions in that game. And they lost to the Jets. They also lost to the Jaguars. Jaguars, good team. So that, that's not a, a terrible loss. But then just two weeks ago, they lost to the Patriots. Mm-hmm. The Patriots, who just are saying. the 16th team out of 16 teams in the AFC. They're the only team without three wins in the AFC. So to your point, Alexis, that the Bills are beatable. Now, the Bills have also turned it on um, and uh, won... Uh, five games after their last seven they're five and two since starting zero and one this to me though is is the most difficult game mm-hmm. left on the schedule especially monday night i feel like the bills are, are gonna be up for this game but and then buffalo sucks like playing in buffalo sucks right november it's weather cold. could be bad it's gonna be cold man no That's matter what windy stadium yeah, too. i hated the <laughs> how much more would you have to be paid to go sign there uh, a good amount more for yeah. sure. And the taxes are high. We're in New yeah, York. Yeah, yeah. yeah, a lot more. To freeze like that and pay more. Yeah, come on. Yeah. And then also, I mean, you just look at the last game that the Bucks played. 
or that the Bills played. It was against the Bucks on Thursday Night Football in oh, Buffalo. Almost and, lost. And if Chris Godwin turns around and looks for the Hail Mary pass a little bit earlier, mm-hmm. the one that fell right next to him, yep, the Bucks probably beat the Bills in that game. So uh, this game wouldn't surprise me if the Broncos won. It also wouldn't surprise me if the Bills beat them by 17 points because mm-hmm. it just seems like the Bills can turn it on. Yeah. And if they're clicking on all cylinders and Von Miller has a career day, as Todd, you might <laughs> predict later, um, they, they, they could win. But this is a probably a loss for me as well. And then the Lions. I, I, I'm right there with you, Todd. So what, what two games would you say you want to count as losses? Or do you want to say we're not even going to have out. two losses? No. Um, <laughs> I think we... I, unfortunately, I think we lose one to the Chargers. Like, I hate that. I hate having to say that. Um, and I think we lose to the Lions. There's a chance we lose December 10th and then the following week to the Lions. That's um, very fair, especially the Broncos, I feel like, always split with the yeah. Lions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with the Chargers. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I also think Houston's sneaky good. Like, they, they can have their moments yep. as well. Um, they're, they're a not, young they're team, not the Houston, if they're clicking. They're not the Texans of the past nope. anymore. No. Nope. Um, so, I don't know. I think that that three-game stretch right there in early December is a sketchy one. So, uh, let's go through this. Okay. And as a squad, the, the two-against-one system, cool. <laughs> predict what we think they're going to do. Not, not what needs to happen for them to get to the playoffs, but what we think they're going to do. Do we somehow just say that they win all these games and they end up 12 and 5 like they said at the beginning of the year? <laughs> that would be incredible. And what, end the game or end the season on an 11 game win streak? Yeah. Hey, Broncos did it in uh, 2012. And then it was we're 11 right. game win streak. Because early in the season, it was embarrassing. Every was. single game, Todd and I would jump on that post game show and we'd be like, remember when we said 12, 12 and 5? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but now, that would be knows? incredible. So let's see. Let's let's build a nine game win streak or eleven game win streak to end the season here. Um, so Buffalo, Todd. I'm gonna say that's a loss for the Broncos. Alexis, I'm sorry. I'm saying that's a loss too. All right. So it's a loss. <laughs> um, now short week, and here's where the Broncos can kind of get some momentum. The Minnesota Vikings uh, Sunday night football game as of now. The deadline for it to be flexed is next Tuesday. So okay. we'll know next Tuesday whether this game is flexed. I have to imagine the Broncos are guaranteed to have a losing record by next Tuesday since they're mm-hmm. three and five right now. They'll still be three and five, mm-hmm. and the Vikings aren't going to have Kirk Cousins. It's got to be flexed. But regardless, it's still going to be a short week at home, though, against either Josh Dobbs starting for them or a yeah. rookie quarterback. Alexis, is this a win? I think I think they will just beat the brakes off of the Vikings. Ooh. Personally, first game where they really destroy a just team. destroy a team. Yeah, that's what I think. I think they win by. 21. Wow. Ooh, I love that. Todd, this is the Todd Davis game right here. Yeah. Vikings Broncos. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're on the train of Super Bowl then. I'm not on the Super Bowl train. <laughs> Trust me, I'm not on it. I think um, I think they beat the Vikings. Um, I don't think it's by 21 points. Uh, maybe by 10, but I do think they get a win against the Vikings. Double digit. I All think, right. I'll I think we it. might shut them out. Oh, 21 21 nil. Because I, I don't think our it. offense can score that much. But. Um, I love that, and I agree with you. I think if there's a game that the Broncos are going to blow a team out, it's yeah. this one. So I'm going win here. So that's one and one. Broncos can only afford one more loss in their final seven games. And let's get to those seven games after I tell you about our friends over at Bacchus and Shanker. If you're in any sort of accident, whether it's a motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrian, truck, even if you're injured at work, they are there to help. Give them a call at 222-2222 to see if you have a case 
for free. That's right, free consultation. They work on your case for free, and you only pay when they win your case for free, and they've over won over a billion dollars for their clients. So check them out. Give them a call at 222-2222 or visit them at coloradolaw.net. And like you guys know, Breckenridge Distillery is the world's highest distillery. That is an absolute fact. So much fun to go in there if you're actually in Breck, so be sure to do that the next time you're there. It was founded in 2008, and they are most widely known for their blended bourbon whiskey, a high rye mash American-style whiskey. Um, And Breckenridge Bourbon is one of the most highly awarded craft bourbons in the U.S. It is absolutely fantastic right here on the set. Um, We love it. We're almost out of the little shooter's. Um, just because the, the Broncos have given us moments to take shots there lately, which I like. I like. Um, you guys know that you guys can vote on your favorite of the Battle of the Broncos blends between Ed McCaffrey and Alfred Williams. To enter um, to possibly win Breckenridge Distillery and Broncos swag, go to breckenridgedistillery.com slash bourbon dash of dash Denver dash Broncos <laughs> slash. I wish that was on the screen somewhere um, because I'm not going to read it again. Um, you guys can also win two tickets to the Breckenridge Bourbon Whiskey Suite for the Broncos and Chargers game on New Year's Eve. Um, that would be really that fun. That could be a juicy game. That could too. be really juicy. I know. So Breckenridge Distillery products, they're available in all 50 states. Shop your local retailer or visit BreckenridgeDistillery.com for home delivery of award-winning Breckenridge spirits. Op- I'll pray anywhere. There we go. No <laughs> you S. The S. <laughs> no S. I'll pray anywhere. We love it. We love it. Um, really quick, got to give a shout out. Um, to Justin Simmons, the AFC Defensive Player of the Week. He only had two tackles, which is just crazy for him, but one one fumble recovery, one big interception against Patrick Mahomes, and he becomes the second player in Broncos history to win a Player of the Week award in multiple categories. He won Mm. it in 2016 for special teams, and he won it, obviously, this week for defense. It just shows how a third-round pick or how anyone can rise from a special teams player to a defensive star, and Justin just does it the right way on and off the field. Yeah, he's a dog, man. I think you see um, he's the kind of guy that you want on your team, but also the kind of man that you would want to date your daughter. (laughs) Luckily, I don't have any daughters, so I don't have to go through that just yet, but uh, he's just a great guy, man. I'm happy for him, and he's doing a great job out there on the field. Yeah. He's the best. He he is the best. I just want to point out, too, that he is like – Remember when the Nuggets win and, and Vic Lombardi goes up and he goes, you know, what the the uh, Mike Malone is your daddy or yep. how did it go yep. exactly? It, it was something like that. Like Justin Simmons is Patrick Mahomes' daddy. Mm, you know, like yep. five times in his career that he's been picked off by Justin Simmons. Like it's you incredible. have to assume that Patrick Mahomes just like has nightmares of Justin Simmons. And I love that a Bronco is probably giving Patrick Mahomes nightmares. Oh, that's so good, especially after that win. Um, and I bet, I wonder if Justin Simmons has more interceptions off Mahomes than any team, any individual team does. Mm. Ooh, that's interesting. Because Mahomes has more interceptions against the Broncos than any team. I believe I that number's up to this. 10 right now. Um, and I mean, just Mahomes is pretty good, doesn't throw interceptions. So mm-hmm. I wonder if another team has five or more interceptions. I bet you I could find pretty this. tough. Um, Alexis, while you're on that grind, let's jump back into the schedule and look at this. So can the Broncos finish this season on a hot streak? In the next game, they play the Browns at home. Browns defense seems to be incredible. They did have a bad game against the Colts, I believe, last week where a backup quarterback, Gardner Minshew, put up like 37 points on them. Mm -hmm. So maybe they're not as good. But the key thing about this, Deshaun Watson might not be playing in this game, which means P.J. Walker, I believe, is who's starting for them. 
The Broncos can go up against backup quarterbacks in back-to-back weeks. And with this defense, if that's the case, I'm going to give them the slight win here. I'm not confident, but I'll give them the slight win. Yeah, I'm not confident <laughs> either. Um, I think I would tie this one up as a loss. Okay. Um, unfortunately, because I think that that, that Browns defense is going to give our offensive line some trouble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially in a passing game. So I would say it would be a loss. Okay. Alexis? What did you say? I said slight win. Oh, God. I hate <laughs> having to be the tiebreaker. I hate having to be the tiebreaker. Okay. I'm going to say. Browns could be with a backup quarterback. Very slight win because they're coming off beating the brakes off of the Vikings. Yeah, we got some momentum. A little bit of momentum right there. So we've got them four. four they've won four out of the last five at this point. Yep. Getting some serious momentum. Going into their first road game in a couple of weeks, which is at the Texans. Texans, I believe they're three and three right now. No, that can't be the case. Um, they are three and four right now with C.J. Stroud playing as good as really any rookie in the NFL. Yeah, he's playing really well. Um, but I think he's not playing well enough to beat the Broncos. Now, I think the Broncos can beat him in this game, and he's going to have a rookie lull at some point, unfortunately, and I just hope it's the week that we play him um, so we get the win. How about a K-Jack game here? He'll be back mm. from his suspension. Yeah. Going back into Houston. The last time he was in Houston, I like that. he just did it all. He had a monster hit on DeAndre Hopkins. He had a interception. Yep. And then didn't he, uh, he was the one that got the pitch and yep. then ran it for a touchdown. I mean, he did everything in, in this game. So, um, ah, with the way this defense has been playing recently against a rookie quarterback, they should have success. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give him a win, but this is far from the Houston Texans guarantee that you would think in years past. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I don't like this three-game stretch very much. Um, D'Amico Ryans, I think, has his team playing pretty well. He does. Um, minus the fact that they just lost to the Panthers. Yeah. But uh, the Panthers had to get one eventually, right? It's like, true. They had to beat somebody, I think. Did you guys um, see the end of that game? It was right. No, you you probably didn't because it was on. Uh, it was during the pregame show. Yeah. What uh, happened? Uh, they uh, Panthers had the ball to kick a 28-yard field goal. They were down two with no time left. They kick it. It goes in penalty, mm. re-kick. They kick it, it goes in penalty, re-kick. They kick it, it goes in a flag thrown, but they pick it up and mm. the game's over. He had to kick three game-winning field goals Holy in order to win. Crap. Now, they were all super close, but I have to imagine at some point for a kicker, like Todd, even if you're making an easy play, but the game's on the line. Yeah. You have to do it three straight times? The heart's beating out of your chest, man. <laughs> yeah. You're just hoping to make this so. tackle again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, was, it was wild. Um, okay. I want to yes. say, back to our quick little Mahomes thing, I think, so the Broncos are mm. the only team that he's thrown over six interceptions against. He now okay. has, he picked it, what, two the other day? So now three, 11, three? I think. He threw three interceptions? Because there was the uh, receiver fumble, um, and then there was the punt return fumble. Oh, and no, interceptions. Interceptions. Right. interceptions. So two. So, two. Two. Right. so now he has 11. So the Broncos have 11 interceptions against Patrick Mahomes. Justin Simmons has five of those. There's only – the Broncos are the only team that he's thrown over six interceptions against. So okay. I would, so with one more, I think Justin Simmons then ties any other team um, in number of interceptions wow. on Patrick Mahomes. He'll get it next year. 
God, I feel like Hank right there. <laughs> yes, that was, was that just like a little Hank moment? Just, I mean, you did it in no time, too. Yeah, I, I, found some, <laughs> I found some notes. Okay, let's jump back into the schedule here. So after the Texans game, uh, the Broncos are on the road again to the Chargers and then the Lions back-to-back weeks. For any chance of them only losing two games after this, they have to win one of these. Is it possible? I think it's possible to beat the Chargers. I don't know if it's possible to beat the Lions. I agree with you. The Lions, where they are so good is the trenches uh-huh. on, on both sides of the ball, and that's just something that I think the Broncos need a little bit more work on. So they have to beat the Chargers. Yep. And I think they split against the Chargers, and it really doesn't matter if it's at home or away. So that, that's just my thinking. Todd, do you think they win this one on December 10th in L.A.? I, yeah, it's not really a home game for the Chargers. Um, I think we usually have so many fans there. <laughs> it's true. This is tough. Because they would need to win both games against the Chargers to have any shot at making right, the playoffs. Right. So building the path for the Broncos, that's kind of it. Is We identified it as a group. It's the two Chargers games, the Bills game, and the Lions game. is the yep. four toughest games remaining. Yep. they got to win two of them. And the tough thing is you got to be perfect the, yeah. rest the rest of the, of the way, way through. Yep. And that's... That's really hard to do because typically in a schedule, there's one or two games that you shouldn't win that you win. There's yeah. one or two games in a, in a schedule that you uh, should win, but you lose. Um, and the Broncos have already dropped their two games that they should have won. Exactly. They might have already dropped three of them. So they got to be perfect the rest of the way out. So that's kind of the path to the playoffs is picking up two of those. You, you pick up two of those wins and those four, and then you just got to be perfect. Can they do it? What do you think? You never gave your prediction on whether they're a playoff team or a Super Bowl team. or. So I think they... I think they dropped three games. Okay. And they're nine and eight. Mm. And it's something that Praying we talked loses. about. Yep, yep. You're probably just going to miss out on the playoffs, but it's something that Sean Payton's talked about. Something, Alexis, you mentioned right before this pod started. The Detroit Lions of last year. Mm-hmm. The Lions were one and six. They finished yep. the, the season two and seven down the stretch, just missed the playoffs. But by the end of that season, I mean, they beat the Packers at home in that final game of the season mm-hmm. to eliminate the Packers from the playoffs. Uh, at the end of the season, you're like, this Lions team is legit. And that type of momentum, not just like a one-game win streak to end the season, but when you finish the second half of the season so strong, that's legitimate momentum to carry yeah. into the following year. And we see it with the Lions right now. I think they're the number two seed in the NFC right now, and they are a legit team right now. Yeah, the number two seed, six and two right now. And like you said, when the Broncos play them, I'm not picking them to win that because mm-hmm. the Lions are that good of a team. So I think that's more realistic, and that might be even still more on the optimistic side of what we're looking at for the Broncos. Um, but I think that's kind of the the realistic upside. Yeah. But you can dream for one more win. It, it, it's it's not impossible to build it where they finish with with ten wins this season. All right, let's do it. What do you think happens though? Um, I think they barely miss the playoffs. I think they, I think they can have a winning record. I think. They play well enough on Sunday. If they could just get a couple pieces of that going in the next few games, I'll go with your nine and eight. There we go. To, to end the season and then kind of build for next year. Um, yeah, because then we'll have – but then where's our draft pick at that point? Oh, Probably man. Like 15th? Yep, 16th? exactly. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. This year was not about the draft pick, even yeah. though we talked about it so much because it looked like it was going to be. Yeah. I can't believe we're even talking about this. I know. Like, given – like – what one win has done for 
this team, this city, this podcast, like the fact that this is even a topic of conversation when we're talking about the Broncos potentially just missing the playoffs. I mean, I'm just happy to be here all of a sudden. You know what I mean? Like that was, that was looking like it was going to be a really rough and it, granted it still could this could have just been a fluke they want whatever yes we could talk about all the different scenarios but like the fact that we get to talk about this right now yep. just i think speaks to the value that a win over the chiefs really has for mm-hmm. this team and i i mean i'm with you guys i think they either just miss it or they just barely make it their wild card team couple chips fall exactly where they needed to for this team to make it there um but like I said, I'm just glad that we're even talking about it. Oh, 100%. And if they get to that winning record, that was my hope at the beginning of the season before they started 1-5 and five, was yeah. get close to a winning get a winning record, and yeah. that's a successful season. You don't have to make the playoffs. It's baby steps yeah. when you've been so bad for so long. And so it'd be even more encouraging if they did it after such a poor start. Yep. Be the first winning season since 2016, which is just wild to think about. And I think when we talk about the Lions, too, like – just the culture of the Lions locker room yeah, and what Dan Campbell was able to do for this team and what that momentum did for them at the end of the season. Now this season, like, I mean, I really think the Broncos are in a comparable spot because you have leaders, you have guys who've been here for a long time. You guys, you have guys who are now feeling what it's like to, they all say that they believe, Oh, we believe we can do it. We can a week out. Right. But like, that's not, totally true like mm-hmm. if you talk to some of these guys offline they're like man like going into this one this sucks like y- you know that there isn't full 100 belief right. where now i feel like this team does have all that belief and i think believers are winners 100 believers are I winners mm-hmm. and the lions are proof of that they believe i think the broncos can get there um yeah i'm just glad that we're not talking about caleb williams today me too and this would be if they finish nine and eight that might be the most interesting conversation about what's the future with Russell Wilson. Mm. With Russell Wilson, are they moving on with him? But that's a much bigger yeah. conversation that we will have. Hopefully, we're having it because that means a very hot start to the end of the season. Uh, and we're about to have our guy Brian Baldinger on. But first, so I got to tell you about our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook, where you can get in on all of this weekend's action. Thursday night football tomorrow. It's crazy how quickly that comes up. And if you want to get in can't watch a Broncos game this weekend, you can get in on the action. We got four different time slots of games on Sunday. We got 7.30 Denver time with that or with the Chiefs and Dolphins, 11, 2, and then Sunday night football. So if you want to get in on the action, place a $5 bet over at DraftKings for new customers, and you'll get $200 instantly in bonus bets, which you can use right away. So that's a great way to get started and use those bonus bets to kick off your account. So if you want to get in on the action, download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use the code DNVR when you sign up. Place $5 bet on anything to get $200 in bonus bets over at DraftKings Sportsbook. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available. For problem gambling, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas, licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, Louisiana. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See Sportsbook dot draftkings dot com slash football turn for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gambling resources and shout out to our friends at breck brew you know they're the official beer of the dnvr bar you can go to breckbrew.com for their official beer locator and i want to tell you about a fun 
afternoon that you can have with them. Uh, they're celebrating getting back on the mountain and one year of Fun Slinger on November 3rd at Monkey Barrel. It's an opening day parking lot party. The doors open at 5 p.m. The first 100 guests get a free Fun Slinger logger. They have free games and prizes. And they'll also be giving away a 2023 Never Summer Artist Series Snowboard uh, designed by a local artist. So go check them out and check out breckbrew.com for their official beer locator to find beer near you. Boom. Let's bring in our guy, Baldy. And we have a really cool announcement with Baldy, but also, <laughs> oh, wow. But also, we've got a really cool announcement with something going on at our company that all of you can benefit from. We just launched the All City Network today, and one of those things is having our guy, Baldy, run the All City NFL podcast, the All NFL podcast. It is live right now. You can get it uh, anywhere you find podcasts. You can also find it on YouTube. He's doing the show with Anthony Gargano, and this is to cover the entire NFL. So, so cool. I know all of you love Baldy. If you want even more Baldy, you're getting it with us right now. Baldy, what's up? Good morning. Uh, good afternoon. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I mean, I'm right where I belong. I'm right in my film room, which is also doubling up as uh, where we're going to be doing this podcast from starting, to, uh, starting a little bit later today. And um, we're all excited about it. We got Lane Johnson coming on from the Eagles, Ooh. kind of just previewing this uh, Cowboys-Eagle game this, this weekend and um, all the fireworks that go with that particular game. And we'll be covering the whole league. So Cuz is, uh, I've worked with him before at different stations and he's just a Philly guy, but he's also just a, a football nut. So that's kind of what we're gonna do. We're just gonna, you know, we're gonna have some fun and uh, break this league down as best as we can. Man, it's it's awesome to so have fun. you rolling with us. Officially, we've known about it for a while, but and you even got the uh, the logo in the background. We love yeah. it, and I mean that that is quite a game this week: the Eagles and the Cowboys, and that's probably the game of the week. The the Broncos game of the year might have been this past week against the Chiefs. Uh, Baldy, I just how impressive was that Broncos defensive performance? And, and it even goes back to the last time they played the Chiefs in two games. Broncos only give up one total touchdown, including none this past week. It was remarkable. I mean, first of all, you know, they take the ball away five times. And so in any game you do that, I mean, you're going to have a great chance to win. But, you know, Kansas City had 10 possessions and they turned it over on five of them. And it's not like they're just putting all ball on the ground. They're forcing the turnovers. And so, um, you know, I thought it was just an impressive. I thought the game plan was really sound. Uh, they used Nick Benito as a spy on certain situations. So Mahomes couldn't just uh, wreck them like he has in the past where he's scrambling for these first downs and extending drives. They did a great job on Kelsey, uh, just limiting his yards uh, after the catch or just his catches in general. And so they made him look pretty pedestrian, to be honest with you. And that's that's something that you would never associate with Mahomes, Andy Reid, and the Chiefs over the last seven years. Yeah, I think the defense played phenomenal, but the offense did a great job as well. And they finally did something we had all been asking for, and they ran the ball and stuck to the run. Um, how did you feel like the Broncos offense did against that dominant Chiefs front? And how did you feel like the backs did? That three-headed monster, I feel like, is really coming together. Well, they ran it 40 times. And so they took, uh, you know, they took the ball out of Russell's hands um, a great deal. But, you know, the big part of running it that many times is not really how many yards you run for. They averaged just a little over three yards a carry, but they stayed with it. They won the time of possession. <clears throat> and I do think that there's, when you can run it 40 times, you can 
you can get enough carries for everybody. You know, whether it's Jaleel or Javante, Samaje, I, I thought it, it worked out real good in just Russell's ability to move. So, you know, you get 40 runs in a game. I bet if you somebody went back and charted Sean Payton in his, I don't know, 17 years as a coach, head coach, and you charted the number of times that they ran the ball 40 times or more, I bet the winning percentage is somewhere around 85 or 90%. Hey, Baldy, you know, we were talking earlier about just the confidence that this win really gives this team. We have guys like Javante Williams, Zach Allen talking about the playoffs, <laughs> potentially a Super Bowl run. I mean, could this win really spark a playoff run after the way that this team started? I think anything is possible. Um, I, I just remember one year in Indianapolis when I was there, we started off one and five and we won eight of our last 10. And, you know, if if a certain team lost on our last game of the season, when we finished nine and seven, we would have been in the playoffs. It, it can change. Winning is unbelievable. All of a sudden, everything that the coach is preaching is starting to pay off. And you can see defensively that they've, you know, they've unloaded some players, they've made some changes with some players, and now they've got a defense that uh, that could compete. And then if the offense, if the offense line can improve a little bit, if Russell takes care of the football like he did last week, um, outside the one fumble, um, yes, they they you you take down the the Super Bowl champs. Why can't you take down anybody else on your schedule? And that's kind of exactly the the conversation that we've been having. Is you can you can build it like that if you want to view it optimistically. You beat the Chiefs. Uh, they're arguably one of the best teams of football, if not the best team in football. But I want to go back to something you talked about earlier: running the ball forty times. Is that sustainable? Because in the offseason, when Sean Payton got here, he said, I want to take a lot off Russell Wilson's plate. I want to run the ball. And then on top of that, they went out and they got two really good run blockers on the offensive line in free agency. And it, Sean Payton just preached, this is going to be a run-first team. And we finally saw the formula against the Chiefs. 40 rushes to only 20 passing attempts. Is that something that a team can truly commit to week in and week out and have as their identity? Well, it can if you're taking the ball away, they were. And if you're mm. playing with the lead or the game is close, you can sustain it. I mean, if, you, if you're if you down 14 to nothing, it's you could still, depending on where you're at, second quarter, you might be able to sustain it. But it's going to be hard to run up 40 times if you're playing from behind. It's, it, it's just, it's just yeah. you know, you're just going to, you're going to throw it more. That's all. But if you can play with the lead, you can take the ball away like they did. Um, you You can then do that. But. If that's Sean's vision, like that's what good coaching is. It's like we don't have enough firepower on the outside. We're not ready to go, you know, be the Miami Dolphins or, the, you know, or some of these other teams like the Philadelphia Eagles where they can take these deep shots down the field um, because the defense keeps them in every game and, you know, they can just attack. So, like, I, I, I applaud Sean for having that vision. But I've seen it before. I've seen it when <clears throat> literally – you could also do the same research and go look at the number of wins Drew Brees had in 16 years when they threw it 50 times or more. They had a losing record. So Sean knows that when you throw it, bad things can happen. And it were it was early in the season when they were doing that. You know, you talked about takeaways, and I really feel like this defense has really switched over and been able to get their hands on the ball. Uh, it feels like the Miami Dolphins game was so 
so far away, but just five weeks ago, we gave up 70 points. And now within the last three weeks, you've held the Chiefs to 14 points a game, one touchdown, and really stuffed them in the red zone. Have you ever seen a unit turn around this fast? <laughs> Not from where they were. Yeah. Not from where they were. Not when, you know, we all watched that 70-point score. They could have done more. We all watched that. Um, you know, I think they found, like, Jaquan McMillan in the slot, which like a good player. An interception last week, a bunch of tackles behind for losses. It looks like they got a roll for Benito. It looks like, you know, Baron Browning is a guy that could come off the edge. And Jared Cooper, like, they look like they've got pieces in place. Justin Simmons got healthy. Um, he's a difference maker. He's a great player. So I feel like, you know, you sometimes just got to go through the roster and find out who your players are, who you can count on, who prepares, like who shows up on Sunday. And I feel like part of that – that ugly defeat was kind of figuring some of that stuff out. The uh, trade deadline came and went. The Broncos, they don't make any moves whatsoever. Were you surprised by that? I know Sean Payton said all week that, you know, they weren't really going to do anything, and, and he was right. He didn't lie to us. Well, I don't think he should. I, I mean, I don't think – first of all, I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago maybe, but I, I didn't know any players on defense. Like, why would you – like, I, you know, all the people on the outside that don't know what's going on inside mm -hmm. Denver. Like they were throwing Sertan's name out there. I'm like, yeah, that's crazy. Like, are you are you nuts? Like you 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 hope you can pick in the top ten to get Patrick Sertan in any given year, and you have him. Like you can't let that guy go. Like that guy is football. Um, and then they were throwing names around Cortland Sutton or you know Jerry Judy. What I'm like, who are you going to throw to if you let those guys go? Like you you know you're going to try and win games. Like I I just and I don't know what the value was for. Either I like Cortland Sutton personally. We know Jerry Judy's been in and out of the lineup. But I, I didn't know what the value was for those guys. You just can't give players away, you know. And they're good players. You can't give them away just to get a sixth-round pick or a fifth-round pick. So I didn't think there was a lot out there that they could have, you know, put up there for bait, you know, for some team to come get. Yeah, it's a really good point. And while the Broncos didn't make any moves at the trade deadline, there was a move made in this division that didn't have to do with trades. Late last night, Josh McDaniels fired by the Las Vegas Raiders. And, I mean, it's crazy. It was just like the exact same tenure that he had in Denver. Nearly the same record, the same exact storylines of running the quarterback out of town. Now, just two weeks ago, we are talking about how the, the Broncos were in the worst shape of any team in, in the division. Now it seems like it's clearly the Raiders. Just how much uh, has Josh and now this move set the Raiders back? Do they kind of have to completely, um, not not tank, but restart and, and be a couple of years away from competing for anything? Well, I mean, you know, the quarterback is out. I mean, you know, look, they get rid of one quarterback to get their quarterback. So, you know, Ziggler and Josh, they wanted to do the Patriot way. It, it never works. The players <laughs> didn't buy into it. They didn't believe it. But I thought the contrast on Monday night was really eye-opening. There's the Detroit Lions, and they're an up-and-coming team that are doing things the right way. They're drafting exceptionally well. They're developing their players. Anybody that thought Jared Goff was a stopgap guy until they found the quarterback just doesn't know Dan Campbell or Jared Goff. Like, these guys, Jared's playing great football. And so I just think the contrast, like, that's what the, that's what the Raiders were supposed to be doing, right. building – what the Lions are doing. And they did it right in front of them at Ford Field. And you just couldn't help but look and say, one team is definitely going in the right direction. And the other team, what are they doing? 
and Devontae Adams was questioning it, and Josh Jacobs, and Max Crosby, who never says anything, just refuses to answer the questions. He just plays. But they're devoid of talent. It's interesting. Josh Jacobs led this league in rushing last year. That's a For any running back, that's a great distinction. Right now, after eight weeks, they're last in rushing yards and rushing average. Like, how do you, like how do you just go that – and Jimmy Garoppolo's playing by far the worst football of his entire career. Like, at some point, the coach has to look in the mirror and go, I'm a part of this, or the general manager, and we haven't done enough good things around it. Yep, 100%. Well, thank you so much. But Oh, one more quick question. We know you're the most interesting man in the world. Do you take that approach to Halloween? Do you do anything crazy for Halloween? I was uh, building this set last night. <laughs> putting like, like that little thing up right there and um, getting myself ready for the show today. So that's as interesting as I did last night. I didn't have a costume on doing it. I had exactly. I think I had the exact same thing on. Right <laughs> Just a grinder and Baldy. We're yeah. so pumped that you're on board in an additional role with us as well. So Everyone, cool. go follow All City NFL Show and catch his first show today. Thanks so much, Baldy. Thank you guys. You bet. I'll talk to you next week. Right on. All right. Well, we're going to wrap up the show in just a second, but I got to get your guys' initial reaction on Josh McDaniels gone. Dave Ziegler, their GM, gone. The Raiders just blowing it up. I love it. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if Josh McDaniels has a lot of love in Denver. Nope. Um, and this is what's his second chance, and he did the exact same thing that he did last time. So I don't see another chance for him. So, But, of course, he'll be a, a coordinator somewhere next year <laughs> yeah. getting paid top dollar. That's just how the league works. I just hate that the Broncos can't say that they ever beat Josh McDaniels. That's the so only true. thing that I hate about this situation. I'd love to see him one more time this year. Um, just so we could beat the hell out of him and, and move on. Um, but the fact that he has an undefeated record against the Broncos breaks my heart. It's so but true. But I'd love to see him leave. Like, see ya. Bye. Like, you're a disaster. Like the whole organization right is a disaster. Before he got fired, yeah, that yeah. Would be I mean, week one. 18, it was yeah. set up to be there. It was set up for the Broncos to be it. able to fire him. Instead, 0-7 against Shot. He was awful as their head coach. Yet the only time he had success is with the Broncos. So you're right. That is like the one That's just the one awful thing. thing about. Now, the good thing is, I don't really think Raiders fans are going to hold that over the Broncos because they also hate Josh McDaniels. No. Yeah. So they don't really want that pride thing. But it's like the could. one don't thing. It's like the one thing that we can come together right. with the Raiders yeah, on so is our hate of Josh McDaniels. Those I just feel bad. Overlap. I don't feel bad, but like I kind of feel bad for them just because it's like, Mark Davis is running the show. Like, they're a disaster. Good. Keep it that see way. Ya. Keep that. Oh, we do have three quick super chats. Oh, Didn't see those come in. The Blind Swordsman says, uh, the Broncos can do this. Gotta beat the Bills first. I, like I mean, if they beat the Bills, I'm all in yeah. on getting to 10 wins. So I, I don't think beating the Bills is a must win in terms of making the playoffs. We kind of broke it down. You can lose two games. There's four really difficult games, and you got to get two of them. This Bills game is one of them. If you don't, then you have to go two and three, mm -hmm. yeah, or two and one in those other three games. Yeah. Uh, next one from Mile High Sign says, Casey is one of the best defenses, and he threw on 19 times. Uh, offensive line weak against the rush, minus Cush all season. Dude threw 33 touchdowns. Let's give Russ more credit. Mm. Russ was it was very efficient mm -hmm. um, when when he was asked to do something he did it but what I'm just concerned about is I don't think Sean trusts him completely yeah. mm -hmm. if you have a if you fully trust your quarterback you're not throwing for 200 yards 
in two games combined against the Chiefs. You're opening it up a little more. I just want to hit that bet 365 super boost so bad. There's like last week it was like, I think it was 200 yards yep. and two touchdowns yep. for Russell Wilson and we can't hit it. The week before it was just 200 passing yards. Yeah. Couldn't get there. Just give me a super boost, please. <laughs> and final one coming in from Zachary says, shout out to Justin Simmons, but I think Jaquan McMillan should have won that defensive player of the week. You, you could give it to him. You could also give it to Baron Browning. Yeah. Two sacks, a forced fumble. I mean, that's what's so encouraging about that defensive performance. You legitimately could have given that to multiple different guys. I used to, I used to be, I used to hate that because the times I felt like, oh, I could win it this week. <laughs> yeah. Vaughn would have a good yeah, game to yeah, him. Yeah. Like, if yeah. they're gonna choose, no, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even if we both had touchdowns yeah. or we both made big plays. I'm not going to win it this week. Just so go back tough. to draft pick. Exactly. Number two overall pick compared to undrafted. Exactly. <laughs> we could at least give Baron Browning best sack dance of the week. Mm, yep. He wins that, hands down. Yep, he does. And uh, you guys win today's pod. Thanks so much for being with oh. us, Todd, Alexis, Baldy, for joining us. Go check out the All City NFL show. And we'll be rolling with you tomorrow, 11 a.m., where we're going to be giving out some midseason awards. Is Russell Wilson the MVP? I don't know. We'll dive into it. Thanks. Join us tomorrow. Flying cotton